So I'm quite nervous, actually. I'm, I'm, I'm normally fairly nervous when I have to do public speaking, but today I seem to be a little bit more. And I think it's because of the weight that which God has given me the, the, this word. Um, now, I've known that I was going to preach today for quite a while, and God gave me something to preach on months ago, and I've never had the opportunity to preach it. And then the week ran away with me, and I was only able to uh, start um, formulating and preparing what God had already said to me on Thursday morning. And when I was spending time with him, he completely changed the plan. <laughs> and so, um, so I'm, I'm very, very excited. And it's something that God's been doing in my life. And uh, just showing me uh, how do we worship God? How do we, how, how do we represent His glory? And so, and it, it, it started off with me watching a BBC uh, little clip on science. Now, I, who enjoys science here? Oh, quite a few of you, good. When I was growing up, my friends had pictures of the 80s bands on their walls. I had a picture of Albert Einstein. Just saying. <laughs> so I, 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 I enjoy science, and, and, and sometimes I listen to uh, things. And, um, and there was this clip that said, we have finally found a theory that explains the universe. And I listened to it, and it's based on uh, Pythagoras. So 2,500 years ago was a man called Pythagoras who was a Greek mathematician, um, and he believed that the planets move according to mathematical equations, and this resonate to produce an inaudible symphony of music. Now, this starts to prick my ear, because that's what the Bible kind of says. And then this uh, Dr. Kaku, um, and <laughs> that's his name, and, uh, and other scientists are starting to go back to this Pythagoras theory that say it is, it, it does make a lot more sense. And um, he says that the only way to understand the universe is to compare every particle to a musical instrument being played. Sing, st string theory that explains everything. So it's, it, it's a theory that they say explains everything. String theory. And from the atom to the universe with planets circulating, it can be explained from a string. And um, I thought, you know, that's interesting. I don't really have an opinion. My opinion lies with the Bible. And so what the scientists say, I have an ear, but I don't, I don't hold on to it. And uh, I don't know if you remember that a few weeks ago, probably four weeks ago, we were in worship here. And we were rocking. I mean, it was different level. It was like the, the volume had been turned into red. Can you remember that? And God gave me such a clear vision. And, um, and it was like we were reflecting His glory back to Him. And each one of us was a musical note. And together, we were a symphony. And so, Achis, if you can just quickly come and play 
OneNote by itself. No, no, it's fine. So just play one, 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 one chord, one string, I mean. Yeah. So that's what one of us sounds like to God. But together, we can, and we can then sing a song, and we can worship Him to, 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 together. And it was perfect. <laughs> Thanks, Marquis. You're, you're amazing. <laughs> if you give Marquis a chance, you will, eh? And I, I felt like, like God was so pleased with our worship. And it, it, it felt like God wanted to, 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 um, to heal us in that time. And, um, and Trevor had a word this morning uh, while we were praying in, 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 in the basement or in the dungeon, what do you say? And I hope I repeat it correctly. He says, he felt that there was a spring that was, you know, one of those springs, those, those are toy strings, a slinky, a slinky. And it was falling down the stairs and was going down and was going down. And he felt that that was for somebody here today where, where you feel that you've spoken about it, you've done everything you can, but God is saying, by my spirit, I'll set you free. And it was the same thing that I felt that day, that God's spirit was setting people free because they were worshiping him. And let me just have a look at the Bible, what the Bible says about creation. I can see I'm nervous. Isaiah 55, 12. For you should go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall break forth into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Uh, in Luke 19.40, and, and this is Jesus speaking, I tell you, if these were silent, in other words, if the people were silent, the very stones would cry out. And you can see that even the Bible says that all of creation worships God. Um, I would have loved to have heard the sound of God's voice when he spoke creation. Let there be light. What did that sound like? What, what symphony did that sound like? Um, and I felt that as I worship, that we should resonate with the beat and the, um, of the spirit. And for those of you who don't know what resonate is, everything has a resonant frequency. So if you take a wine glass and you, and you put some water in it and you take your finger and you go around the wine glass, it makes a tune. If you put a little bit more water in it, it makes a different tune. That's the resonant frequency of that glass. If you had to then expose that glass to a sound wave of that same frequency, the glass would shatter. All right? So in a horror film, you see the girl scream and the glass shatters. Something, not that I watch horror films. <laughs> or another way to explain resonant frequency is if you're on a swing and you start to kick your legs in time with the swing, 
at that frequency, so the swing would start going up more and more until you had no more energy to, to swing. You'd go all the way around. And I felt like, you know, sometimes when we're worshiping God, we come with our own agendas. We, we, we aren't in tune with the Spirit. And we're swinging our legs to our own beat. And we're thinking of everything that's gone wrong in the week. And we're thinking of our, of our plans. And we're thinking of the Christmas, uh, um, what's going to happen with the, the family. And we're thinking of what's in the stove. And it's like we're kicking our own beat. And we, we're wanting to swing. And the swing's just not going to go anywhere. And I feel God wants to come and push us just to Give us that start so that we so that we then we can start to swing our legs and stir the swing starts to uh, swing. And in the same way, we are to reflect his glory. Now I'm 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 gonna go quite into this, but it's like a mirror. Timmy, if you can come and hold this for me, please. So we, we are called, and I'll, I'll, I'll show you in the Word what this says, or where this is found. So we are, are to hold a mirror, so hold it up above your head, yeah, like that, but, but pointed to there. All right. So we are called to represent the light of Jesus Christ. Okay, so some of you can see it. Who, who can see the light? In the mirror, those people there, right? So, so, so move the light. Okay, so can you guys see the light now? Yep, yep. See the see the light. Okay, so I'm going to refer to this illustration as I go. Thanks to me, you can put that down carefully over there. Thank you. In John four twenty three, it says. John 4, 23. Oh, there we go. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth. In other words, in resonant frequency with what the Spirit is saying, in resident frequency to God's will, in resident frequency to, 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 um, to, to Christ. Uh, truth is everything inside of me. The problem is we sometimes are corrupt. We're born corrupt and we're out of tune. Um, And I just feel, you know, okay, I've said that. I want to talk about what, what is our purpose? What is, do I be bold enough to say, what is the meaning of life eternal? In other words, we can't look at just this life. We have to look at life eternal. And uh, Isaiah 43, verse 7, all who claim me as their God will come, for I have made them for my glory. It was I who created them. So here God is saying, why are we created? 
He's saying, I have created you, 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 for my glory. That's God saying that. So that has to give us a substance of, okay, what does the Bible say? What is the purpose of life? Matthew 23, uh, 22, verse 37, and this is Jesus speaking. He says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love the neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. So what Jesus is saying here, let's take the entire Old Testament. So they were living the New Testament. They didn't have it yet. They, they were living it. And Jesus was saying, let's take the entire Bible and summarize it into this. Because it says there, on these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. So that's all the books of Moses and all the, all the prophetic books. That's the meaning of life. That's what we have to do. Love holds everything together. See, we receive his love. We love God and we then reflect his love, not our own love. We only reflect his love. And we cannot love with the agape love that God has unless we have first received it. We cannot love out of our own. You see, God had more than you on his mind when he saved you. He, didn't, he doesn't just love you for you. He loves you for all of us. So that we can reflect that love. That we can reflect his glory. We are made to reflect God's glory. There's lots of ex examples of this, and I've had to only pick a few. But in Genesis 1, we don't have to go, go there. It speaks about the great light, which is the sun, and the lesser light, which is the moon. The moon has no natural light of its own. It can only reflect the sun. When the sun is no longer on the earth, the moon has to act like a, like a mirror to reflect the light down onto earth. Greater greatness. Um, the lesser light. So the, the, the greater light is, is, is the greatness of God, God himself. The lesser light is us. We're unimportant. We're small. We're young. We are called to reflect Jesus in the same way now as he is not on earth. So, so Jesus is the light. That's in 1 John uh, 1, 5 to 7. In John 8 verse 12, it says, Whoever follows me will have the light of life and will never walk in darkness. Our light is meant to be seen. We're meant to be a light on a hill for people to, 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 to see. But it's not our light. It's Christ's light. We are the lesser light. We can only reflect what Christ has already done in us. Jesus showed us 
and gave us a very good example of, of how to do this accurately. My notes aren't reflecting what was on the computer because of the ink. So uh, I just want to quickly try. Oh, yeah, no, 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 it's the ink. It's not. My eyes are fine, all right? <laughs> if, I had, if I had it here, I couldn't see a thing. Um, so, he, so Jesus reflected the Father. That was the only plan. Jesus said, said things like this, I only do what I see my Father do. I only say what I hear my Father say. I do nothing on my own initiative. I came to do the will of the Father. If you have seen me, you've seen the Father. So God wants to reflect his love and his heart to a broken world. We are told we are the letters to the world written on human hearts. Must reflect in every area, relationships, appearance, funny speech, actions. And this is very nicely explained in, uh, in, in 2 Corinthians. Uh, if you read the whole, whole chapter, um, it explains this, and I'm going to go into it now. You are our letter, written in our hearts, known and read by all people. Revealing yourselves that you are a letter of Christ, delivered by us, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God. Not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. And then Paul goes into explaining that Moses had a, a veil over his face when he went to fetch the Ten Commandments. And he had to hide the glory of God. All right? And Paul's saying that the old covenant has, is, is far weaker, far insuperior than the new covenant that we have. The new covenant we have is, is far greater, so much more um, full. And, uh, and in verse 3.16 it says, But whoever someone turns to the Lord... The veil is taken away. The veil represents religion. It represents us trying to kick the swing at, at our own pace. The veil is something that Jesus died on the cross and, and took away. In 17 it says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Let me read that again. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. I'll stop there just quickly, and I need to say this. I sometimes think that we believe that the only way to freedom is lots of counseling, lots of talking, and lots of wrestling. Now, I don't want to take away from counseling. There's a time and a place to seek God's wisdom in being accountable and to hear God's voice amongst our brothers. 
and, and, and sisters. I'm not taking it away, but sometimes we rely too much on that. I believe what God is saying to us is that freedom is found in us worshiping Him to His tune, to His beat, the way He commanded it, not how we perceive or believe how we need to worship God. In verse 18 it says, But we all, with unveiled faces, looking as in a mirror at the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. So as we... Timitim, come up here again, please. Hold up, the, hold up the mirror. Pretend I'm holding the spotlight. As we hold up this mirror, okay, you can stand normal. <laughs> this is very dramatic. <laughs> As we hold up God's mirror, and this is the whole crux of what I'm trying to say. As we lift this up, and this is a choice. We, we aren't here for religious reasons. If we were here for religious reasons, we would be wanting to show ourselves. That's what the, that's what the Pharisees did. They, they knew the law. They knew God, they knew of God, but they never reflected Him. What God is saying, there must be nothing of us. All that you can see is Him. All right? You can stay there. You can stay there. And at, No, you, <laughs> you're good. Thanks, Chad. But the more that we intentionally reflect Christ, reflect Him, reflect His Word, reflect His Spirit, the more we are transformed ourselves. And that's the point. The, 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 the more we worship Him, and it comes down to worship. And now, this for me has been a mind twist, okay? I'll be very honest with you. I love music and things like that, but when it came to worship, I did struggle a bit. I, you know, I sometimes stood at the back and the guys were clapping and jumping and I'm like, I just can't do that. You know, I, I lift my hands half-heartedly and especially when I arrived here in Just Jen, I could see Chad, he checked me out and going, come on, come, come to the front. And I'd like stiffly walk to the front. I'm going, I'd rather be at the back. And God started to say, don't worship me the way you want to be worshipped. Don't worship me the way you want to worship me. Worship me out of faith. Worship me out of love. Worship me out of obedience. Because that is the meaning of life. That is why we are created. We are created for God's glory. We are created to receive his love and to give his love to a broken world. That is why every single one of us is still alive today. No, no other reason. Whatever we do, we do out of love. At your job, 
It says, do everything as if unto Christ. Everything. The way you speak to your employers, the way you speak, the way you speak to your employee, we are to reflect Christ in everything we do. And I'm going to read 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18 again. But we all, with unveiled faces, looking as in a mirror at the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just from the Lord, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. You see, our character determines what we reflect and how we reflect it. And sometimes we have things that we've been struggling with for years. And God is saying, it's time those things bowed their knee to me too. And so we're going to quickly chat about what are the things that you believe blocks the mirror. So if I block it and I have a piece of paper here, what are the things that don't allow people to see the full glory of God? Anyone? I'm going to, we're going to write them down. Fear. Okay, fear, you can write down fear. In, pride. Uh, that was what I was going to preach on, just by the way. Pride, huge one. It's, it's, it's the origin of sin. Okay. <laughs> pride. Fear, pride, yes. Anyone, anyone else? Can you stick them up on the board? Offense. Oh, that's a huge one. <laughs> Offense. I just want to say, if you are easily offended, it generally means you're holding on to offense. Offense breeds offense in your heart. If, 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 you, if you know that you're easily offended, you permanently have to go, I'll forgive them. God is saying, what's the source of that original offense that you're holding on to? Unforgiveness. Okay. Anyone else? Insecurities. Identity. Wrong identity. You don't know who you are. All right. Shame. Absolutely. Shame. Jealousy. Absolutely. Look how my family is helping me so wonderfully. <laughs> He's critting me. <laughs> Unbelief. Yeah. Unbelief. And this is what I believe God is wanting to deal with today. All these things. When we're, going to work, when we're going to worship Him now. And this is why we wanted to switch it up. And this is why I'm so nervous. Because I believe God wants to do something with us as a church this morning. I want us to position our hearts 
that we are going to go, you know what? I want to be made into the same image of God from glory to glory. But God is saying, you've been trying in your own strength. You've been kicking at the swing in your own timing. And God wants to do it by His Spirit. God wants to do it, and it's up to you to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Paul understood this whole thing of us being collectively um, submissive, sub, sub, submissive, submissive, submissive to one another as we encourage one another, as we are able to say, hey, to me, uh, there's a part of you that's not revealing the glory of God. Let's chat about it. Let's pray about it. But ultimately, it's the Spirit of God that's going to bring freedom. And it's from a place of worship that that freedom is going to come.